Welcome to the Faithfully Entrusted Podcast. I am Zachariah Pugh, and I will be your host for today's show. Joining us as always is Dr. Travis Tyler and Pastor Brent Snyder. Thank you for joining us today. We hope uh, last week you got to listen to the podcast on lovingly, lovingly confronting um, you know, sin and others and uh, a step-by-step guide on what to do with that. Also, you know, how to, how to take it if that person, if, when you're asking for forgiveness or when you're, when you're forgiving somebody, kind of going through that whole process so you know how to handle it. It was really, really well done by Travis and Brent. And we, uh, we, if you didn't listen to it, go back and check it out. Today, we're going to tackle a conversation about com- tough conversations with your pastor. Um, we've, we've, in other podcasts in the past, we've talked about, you know, um, bringing things to your pastor is it necessary? Like, you know, are you griping and complaining? Do you just not, do you not like the way the piano player plays? Do you not like the way the organist plays? But what if your pastor is actually in the wrong on something? Like, what if, what if they've actually done something uh, that needs to be addressed? How do we do that? So I've got two pastors here before me who get hammered on stuff all the time. So I know you guys are perfect. That's really a fair statement. Okay, not all the time. Sometimes I'm be nice to our people. I'm just assuming. I'm assuming. I'm not talking to your congregation. I'm talking about the guy at the Waffle House. Um, Waffle House. I don't get hammered by guys at Waffle House normally. (laughs) If it's going to be hammering, there'll be one or two people in the church that will do the hammering. That and that's probably true. It's always percentages. So, um, what what happens though? I know you guys are perfect. I know you two are perfect pastors. What Google happens us. when, when <laughs> what happens when you guys tr- truly have made a mistake? What ha- what's the way for a for a lay person, uh, one of your members, to come and and have a chat with you about that? Uh, you know, having having tough conversations can be very nerve wracking. I think for your average lay person. But I think they're essential for fostering personal growth and spiritual development in, in everyone, including your pastor. And um, I think that uh, we we just need to think about how we talk to our pastors, you know, because uh, your pastor is a person, too. And he just like you, he needs growth. He needs prayer. And he, he at time is going to need correction. And so. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember what the original question you asked Zach was. Can you state it again? Well, you're just, you've got, you, you're going to go through six steps, I believe for, yes. for, for the six best steps. ways to, to, to confront six. your pastor. And, and no, you answered the question for sure. Yeah. yeah before uh, we jump into those steps, I would just add that, um, these, these steps, yes, they can be applied to my favorite topic, which is, uh, difficult conversations or tough conversations with your pastor. Um, Try to look past the sarcasm in my voice there, but um, th- these apply even to the episode last week, right, where we talked about having difficult conversations with someone else. So uh, use these, apply them to conversations that you may need to have with your pastor, but also think about how these steps apply more broadly to other difficult conversations that you may be having in your in your Christian walk. And as a, a guy who knows both of these guys and have watched them speak. I know that they're teaching truth in their church and they're doing the things that they're supposed to be doing biblically. There's a lot of people out there that are going to churches though, that are, are dipping into some of the social issues that we deal with. And maybe their pastor is a good man. He's, he's followed the gospel, but maybe there's some things you're seeing where they're starting to sway a little bit. So the question is, you know, know before you even initiate the conversation, what the problem actually is and what is the core of it? 
Uh, is it a behavior that needs to change? Is there something going on with your pastor? Or is this just a personality conflict, uh, you know, that maybe is hard for you to address? Travis, what would you say on that? I, I would say exactly, Zach, right on the uh, nail on the head there. Don't forget to, to pray about it. I think I said this several times in the last episode. Yeah, Ask key. for God's guidance, clarity, and wisdom, and grace. It's essential to process your own feelings about an issue before you bring it to your pastor. My my wife is very much an external processor, so sometimes she processes her emotions before she's arrived at what she really thinks yet with me, which I'm more of an internal processor, but I would encourage you in as far as it is possible uh, to do that on your own. Uh, are you in the right sort of headspace for an objective and constructive conversation? You need to ask yourself that question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thinking about the next step, um, you, you, you need to be very diligent to create a safe environment for the conversation. Uh, probably the number one way to do that is avoid at all costs catching your pastor off guard, right? Yes not just in a passing conversation. Uh, we talked about this in one of the uh, episodes we did. Uh, it was either two or three weeks ago, I guess uh, two weeks ago, where we were talking about uh, Travis's 10-year uh, anniversary. But, man, when your pastor comes down out of the pulpit, he is not ready for a difficult conversation. And so the setting definitely matters. If I could just sort of illustrate the point, uh, I coached uh, middle school basketball for 10 years and high school softball for about three or four years. And both of the schools that I coached for had a rule for all parents, all fans, all coaches. You cannot talk to the coach, period, after the game. Wow. About anything. Hmm. Um if there's an issue, then it can be addressed the next day. And, um, you know, maybe you don't need to say don't talk to your pastor about anything right after the service, but definitely a tough conversation. And go ahead and implement that rule. Uh, Sunday afternoon is not the time. A lot of times Monday's not either, but Sunday yeah. afternoon is definitely not the time. And don't hit him right before he goes in the pulpit either. That's right. Yeah. Don't Don't do that. Don't be that guy <laughs> or gal. I have no idea why so many people want to address, like, I know that in, in business conflicts, a lot of times people want to have the fight out in front of everybody, um, you know, just battling each other. And I, I've never understood that. I've always been big on go to a room, like shut a, like if you got to have that conversation right then, shut a door, go have some privacy. But it's also worth considering having maybe a third party, a neutral third party that's available. If it's, especially if it's a sensitive issue that needs to be documented, um, that can ensure fairness and, and, and objectivity as well. So just think about those things uh, when you're trying to talk to your pastor. But I agree. I think this is great advice for people to realize. Don't hit him up before he walks up there. Try to lay off of him when he's coming. You know, invite him to go to have coffee or, or have lunch or something. Like set the stage for him to know, hey, I am going to go meet with Zach Pugh today at 11 o'clock. And that way his brain and mind is, is ready for that. I think that's good. Travis, what's one, the next step? One, one or, more yeah, thing before ahead. we uh, don't say, in an effort to try to do a good job of setting the environment, don't come up to your pastor and say, we need to talk. Because I can tell you what's going through that pastor's head is, oh my gosh, what is it this time? It's, it's got to be bad if they've said that. And it may not be that way. Like I got one member of my church right now. He's wonderful, supportive, and, and he's 
said things like that to me before. And then he talks to me and it's nothing like I've imagined. Like your pastor, when you say that your pastor is imagining worst case scenarios yeah, and absolutely. it's putting undue stress on him. Don't, don't use that phrase. Travis, I don't mean to slow the train down here, but that made me think of something else that can be very helpful in setting a safe environment is if you schedule a meeting with your pastor, um, let him know what the meeting is about. Give him, give him a preview. I've I've learned in my experience in ministry, most of the time if someone says, hey, can I set up a meeting with you? I'll say, yes, if you can tell me what the meeting's about. Very good. Um, because um, you've had a lot of time to prepare and think about the conversation. Uh, afford your pastor the same opportunity to sort of prepare and think about whatever the issue may be. So. Yes. So he, he, he's in a place where he can also respond, uh, humbly and biblically. Man, we just like to blindside you guys though. Mm. You know, we're already not being able to do it in the foyer of the church. We can't do it while you're about to go up and preach. You won't let us talk to you afterwards. I mean, at least give <laughs> me a talk little to bit you on Monday. Yeah. I mean, at least, <laughs> yeah. Brent says, don't call me on Monday. Good goodness gracious. I don't <laughs> probably shouldn't do it on Saturday before no. services. <laughs> But Either. like, you know, let me have a little bit, guys. Can I have a yeah. little bit of blindsidedness here? You know, I don't yeah. want to put all my, my eggs out there. No, that's good advice. Letting them know what's going to happen. All right, Travis, step three. Yeah, give previews. Uh, be specific and objective. Be specific and objective. We, uh, When you start the conversation, set the stage with a concrete example. Like during our staff meeting, I noticed that you didn't participate in any discussions about the current conflict in Israel and Palestine or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Whatever the particular issue is, you know, uh, be objective in your, you know, descriptions and avoid subjective language. Yeah. Brent. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't miss the necessity of objective language. Um, but step four, uh, also be very specific in describing how the behavior or the action, uh, affected you, how you've seen it affect others, or maybe, maybe the church as, a whole. So you introduce the problem and then you're basically uh, introducing the consequences of what you saw as the problem. And an example of this, maybe, maybe someone, maybe you hear someone else say something that is theologically concerning or concerning about the vision or the direction of the church. And maybe it's just that your pastor didn't say anything at all. And so you would just say, uh, your unwillingness to speak into that conversation, uh, give me some calls for concern about is is that the direction we're heading as a church um now you do want to avoid making assumptions about their intent uh why in that particular situation maybe why the pastor was silent and so uh if you see something alarming uh, don't don't do further damage to your uh emotional well-being going into this conversation by assuming that your pastor's intent was harm. I mean, if your if your pastor is even close to being a distant, uh, a, a decent pastor, uh, he is the under shepherd who wants to care for the flock, not harm the flock. And so if you're going to assume anything, assume that he his intent was not to do harm, even if he did harm. And then the last thing I would say about those assumptions is even though it is good to talk about how those things have affected you, which you will know very personally, and it's also helpful sometimes to talk about how they may have affected others, don't don't come into the pastor and say we or there's a group of people if it's just you. Like if it's just you, it's okay that it's just you. Say it's just you. But don't just say, well, I've heard people talking when you haven't actually heard people talking. 
Yeah, that's good. Uh, Travis, you got anything to add to that? Well, I have many things I'd like to say about that last <laughs> comment Britt made, but uh, <laughs> just because you rambled off to some people about a complaint on the pastor that you have and they didn't say anything doesn't mean they agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, step five. And this is something that's really key. We talked about it, uh, whether in this podcast or another one, but about asking questions. You know, like a lot of times if you just come and ask questions, you come across much more chill and and not somebody who's going after somebody. Um, and, and you know, we've kind of talked about this. Your, your hope and prayer is that your pastor's heart is in the right place. And and it should be right as a leader and and and, and as the the shepherd of the flock, your heart's got to be in the right place too. So ask open ended questions that invite their feedback uh, and participation into the solution. It's often overlooked, and and I I think we can use this in every facet of our life. Like Brent said earlier, this is a good way if you're a business person, if you're a, you know you wherever you work, how you deal with conflict when things are going uh, awry, and you need to talk to your leadership. This is a good way for you to do it. A good example would be, can you help me understand what is going on with you during that meeting? You know, just ask questions that you definitely come across. You can do it in your marriage, too. I think it'll, it helps. Uh, whenever I ask my wife questions, things go a lot better. It can definitely be a game changer on turning the conversations toward a more positive growth and change. Travis? Uh, you know, set a last one here. This is the last step is just set a set a time to revisit the conversation. Uh, after your initial discussion and any agreed upon changes that you and your pastor come to schedule a follow-up in a few weeks or a month, whatever's appropriate and can work for your schedules. And if there's been improvements, acknowledge them in that meeting. And if not discuss what went wrong and how do we move forward? Yeah, that's right, Travis, you know, leaders of healthy organizations, I should say healthy leaders of healthy organizations uh, view hard conversations not as something to be avoided. Now, again, we've talked about times that you should avoid these conversations, but you're not always avoiding these conversations. And healthy leaders and healthy organizations view these conversations as opportunities for growth, not just some sort of necessary evil. I talk all the time with our with our deacons, with uh, our whole church, really, about being willing to lean in to the awkward. And something that I say all of the time to our leadership is, I'm not, I'm only scared of the problems that I don't know about, right? Um, I'm not scared of you bringing a problem to my attention, even if the problem's with me. That doesn't scare me because now I know that we're in a position where we can have a conversation about it. Uh, we can, we can improve. We can uh, get healthier, whatever the case may be. It's, it's the problems that I don't know about that really scare me. And, uh, most of the time, because we're afraid to have hard conversations, there's a lot of problems that fester that pastors don't know about. And so, yeah, the instruction to the church member would be, be willing to lean into the awkward and have those hard conversations. But I guess if I could speak to the pastor, uh, you can be vocal about your willingness to lean into the awkward as well. You know, set the standard for the church. Let them know, hey, I'm I'm willing to have a hard conversation if it's necessary because it's better than not having the conversation at all. Yeah, and it's better to talk to your pastor than to, let it fester and go talk to other church members. That is absolutely the worst possible thing you can do. If you've got an, you might have a legitimate issue, a very legitimate issue. And then you go off and start talking to other people about it. It just turns into gossip. And then you've allowed someone else's maybe sin or foolishness to, uh, and corrupt you. So please don't do that. 
really address the situation head on. We've talked a lot about different things um, through this podcast today, guys um, and listeners. You might still be thinking, okay, you guys have given me quite a bit here about tough conversations with Pastor. What are some quick pointers, guys, that we can leave these uh, listeners with today? All right, point one, always focus on the issue, not the person. Avoid uh, making it personal. Keep the conversation centered on the behavior of the situation that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. second, I would say uh, practice active listening. Um, I- I- ensure that you're not just coming to talk at your pastor, but talk with him. Uh, so listening to his perspective, being open, open to it. That goes the same for the pastor too, right? You uh, fill in the percentages, but pastors, people say they spend 80% of their time talking and the other 20% thinking about what they're going to say next. So don't do that. Just, just, just be, just be a listener. What'd yeah. you say? I was just thinking about what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number three, remember that timing matters. Find the right moment to initiate the conversation. Avoid approaching your pastor when they're stressed, busy, or in the middle of something important. We talked about that Saturday morning. Saturdays are going to be tough. He's preparing for his sermon. Sunday morning before the sermon, absolutely not. And then even afterwards, let him compress and come off uh, the high of teaching uh, the sermon. Uh, deal with it middle of the week. That's usually when it's better. All right, Travis. Uh, four, be prepared for defensiveness. Uh, understand that your pastor may feel defensive initially, and that's okay. Stay calm and empathetic. Yeah, number five, I'd say uh, maintain a spirit of humility. Um, your goal is not to prove uh, that you are right or uh, even righteous for that point. Uh, it's about fostering growth and understanding between you and your pastor and maybe others. And then number six, the final point, pray through the process. I talk about this a lot specifically. Be in your Bibles. What's your Bible say about this? What's your Bible say about whatever the issue is that you're taking to your pastor? Meditate on that scripture. Pray about it. Make sure you're doing the right thing. And um, ask God for guidance, patience, and the ability to uh, maintain and understand uh, this loving the, yourself, this person, and have a Christ-like attitude while you deal with it. Travis, do you have a nugget for us today, or are we nuggetless? nugget? Of course, I have a nugget. Okay, I was just saying. Is... I was I was worried we didn't have a nugget. No, we got a nugget. Okay, today's from John Owens, the great John Owens of yesterday, sixteenth yeah. or I guess fifteenth century. Uh, truth and love must always go hand in hand in difficult conversations, for it is only through love that truth is received. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Both hearts have got to be ready for it. So, Brent, do you have anything you want to add off that nugget? No, it's uh, it's it's been a great pleasure to talk about difficult conversations with your pastor. <laughs> hopefully, hasn't it though? Yeah, hopefully we can get we can get some of our our membership to uh to to, to do this better. Well, if you'd like to reach out to us, our email is faithfullyentrusted at gmail You can shoot us an email, tell us what you think, how we can pray for you, topics you'd like for us to discuss. And uh, we would love to, to hear from you and Travis and Brent Wood as well. We really appreciate you listening to our podcast. You can check out our podcast uh, on our Facebook page. You can find this podcast wherever podcasts are listened to, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Google Play, just to name a few. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family. We want to try to bless uh, people as much as we can. Well, for Dr. Travis Tyler and Brent Snyder, I'm Zachariah Pugh. Join us next time when we open the Bible to learn how Christ has faithfully entrusted us with his word. God bless. Have a great time. We'll see you in, a, in next week. God bless.